The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Holy Spirit, lift these words from the pages of Scripture like the aroma of freshly baked bread. Help us to hunger for these words, to be fed by your grace, and to share what you offer with all of your children on this earth. Amen. The lesson today is from John chapter 6, verses 51 through 58. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats of this bread will live forever, and the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. The Jews then disputed among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? So Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood have eternal life, and I will raise them up on the last day. For my flesh is true food and my blood is true drink. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood abide in me and I in them. Just as the living God sent me and I live because of God, so whoever eats me will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven, not like that which your ancestors ate and they died. But the one who eats this bread will live forever. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. How many of you laughed each time Quinn read, eat me? <laughs> yeah. Or how many of you think I'm going to do a sermon on zombies? It was almost there, but I've done that, I've done that before. <clears throat> So a few weeks ago, I took my mom to brunch for her birthday, and I told her to pick wherever she wanted. That's where we'd go. So she chose North Star here in the short north. Now, I don't typically eat breakfast that often. I've uh, never been a breakfast eater, a banana from time to time, but that's, that's about it. However, when I do eat breakfast, I'm all in. I'm all in. Feed bag in hand. I'm all in. And so when I knew we were going to North Star, I knew pancakes, because maple syrup. You don't eat breakfast if maple syrup isn't involved. Why would you waste your time, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned? And so I was going to order pancakes, because maple syrup, and I was going to order a biscuit, because carbs, and <laughs> I know pancake is a carb, but additional carbs. And really, it was about the jam. North Star Jam. So really, I'm, it's a vehicle for, for sugar. <laughs> so we're at the counter, and I invite my mom to order first. And she orders, for her birthday breakfast, granola. <laughs> granola. <laughs> screeching record <laughs> and at first I thought I misheard her you know and so I asked her again or I asked her what, what did you order granola to which I replied well I got yogurt at home <laughs> <laughs> like granola 
And with a perplexed and disbelieving scowl on my face, I ask, why? Why? To which she replies with a smile on her face, I'm on the keto diet. The keto diet. The what? Apparently it's a thing now. The keto diet? So once we're seated at our table, I proceed to interrogate her about her newfound keto lifestyle. And she tells me that she wants to lose 10 pounds. She'll feel better about herself if she loses 10 pounds. Now, for a bit of historical context, um, the heaviest my mother has ever been in her life was in 1975 when she was 10 months pregnant with me. <laughs> That's right, 10 months pregnant with me. Things were different in the 70s. They went, <laughs> they went a bit longer then. But that's the heaviest she's ever been. And if I had to guess, I would say that for most of her adult life, she is somewhere between a size six and maybe a size eight, maybe. And so, as I sat there and I processed her saying, I want to lose 10 pounds, I'm like, I mean, does she want to disappear when she turns sideways? Like, what's, what's the goal? And the truth is, her wanting to lose 10 pounds has nothing to do with her weight, at least from where I'm sitting. And if I had to guess, I would say that her desire to lose those 10 pounds is her desire to attempt a cultivation for a sense of fulfillment, a sense of a fullness, a sense of control. Now, this is not a sermon criticizing my mom, nor is it necessarily criticizing her new diet. Because the truth is, we all have our keto diet. every one of us. It's those diets of superfluous things that we incorporate, that we consume, that we seek to possess in our lives to feel in control, to feel full, to feel enough, to feel alive. Our diets range from our endless busy calendars to the latest fad that we are chasing around social media. It's keeping up with the neighbors. It's, at sometimes, the latest, greatest fad diet. You know what you're eating better than I do. But you get my point. And I imagine for most, not all, you're always hungry. And if we're being really honest, it's not a really satisfying life. Having life and having it abundantly is the focus, I believe, um, of today's gospel lesson. And I believe the central question that Jesus is asking us to consider is this. Is there life within you? Is there life within you? 
I know, duh, of course. We're breathing, John. We're smiling at you, hoping you hurry. <laughs> However, I believe Jesus is talking about more than just physical or biological life. With that question, is there life in you? I believe he's talking about life that is beyond words, and yet we know it when we taste it. And we get a taste of it when we love so deeply and profoundly that everything passes away. And somewhere we are more fully alive than ever before. Or those times when everything seems to fit together perfectly. All is right with our world. Not because we're in control, not because we have the latest, greatest thing, but because we know ourselves to be a part of something larger, more beautiful, and more holy than anything that we could have accomplished on our own. We were tasting and living life. So let me ask again, is there life within you? I realize it's a difficult and even uncomfortable question. And I imagine that many would rather just avoid or ignore the question altogether. And that's fair, because the question pushes us to look within ourselves and assess our hunger. To assess our emptiness, the void within which we try so desperately to fill with our many keto diets. Most of us, myself included, spend a fair amount of time and energy in prayer, some of us, prayer, trying to create and possess the life we think we want. And in spite of our best efforts, sometimes we live less than fully alive. And we ask ourselves, what am I doing with my life? Why am I so hungry? Is this all there is? Is this as good as it gets? We may even lament what's become of us, our life, because nothing seems to satisfy. I, I, I have the promotion. I have more money in my bank account than ever before. I have 300 likes on Instagram. <laughs> you laugh, but you know I'm telling you the truth. I got in a really great argument with someone, and, and I feel so alive, but yet I feel so empty inside. My house is, is big. My wife, my husband, they're incredible. And yet, nothing seems to satisfy. We despair at what is and what we think will be seeking and never truly experiencing fulfillment or a place in which we really belong. Now understand those questions, those feelings, it's not judgment. It's a diagnosis. It's a symptom that there is no life in us, that we are dying from the inside out, 
And that the truth is, <clears throat> our latest, greatest, possession-seeking, void-filling diet plan is actually killing us. It's killing us. Cue Jesus. You knew he was coming. He offers another diet plan for our condition, food for our hunger. He says, eat me, drink me. This is the only way we ever have life within us. And he is very clear and very blunt about this. His flesh is true food. His blood is true drink. Any other diet leaves us empty and hollow, hungry and bereft of life. Life in Christ, not death in the wilderness, is meant to be our destination. His life, his body, is meant to be our fulfillment and our wellness. He is the means to the life for which we most deeply hunger. We don't work for the life we want. We eat the life we want. Wherever human hunger in the body of Christ meet, there is life, full life, satisfying and abundant life. In the eating and the drinking of Christ's body, he lives in us, and we live in him. We consume his life so that he might consume and change our life. Isn't that why we're here? So he might consume and change our life? We eat his love, his mercy, his forgiveness, his way of being and seeing, his compassion, his presence, and his relationship with God. We eat and we drink our way to life. I grew up with those public service announcements. <clears throat> the more you know, you know what I'm talking about? Do you or are you just shaking your head at me? <laughs> with the star that went across the screen, the more you know, the more you know. And I'm sure most of you are familiar with the phrase, you are what you eat. Not a trick question. Are you familiar with the phrase, you are what you eat? Thank you. So, let's consider today's sermon a pastoral public service announcement. Asking you to rethink your diet plan. Because all that you need is here. Thanks be to God. Amen.